1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey,
2: Holly. Hey, Dave. Welcome to the What Difference Does It Make podcast. A proud member of the Pantheon podcast family. Today, we've got a great guest. It is a chef. Now author, Midge Truby. Holly, what else can you tell us about Midge?
0: Midge Truby wrote this book. It's a memoir slash cookbook called Rock Doesn't Roll on an Empty Stomach. And it's about her years touring and just catering and supporting all these bands. Lots of our favorite bands of the 70s and and into the 80s. Going to
2: learn a little bit about what they did? And we're going to learn a little bit about what we do on the What Difference Does It Make podcast. What do we do on the What Difference Does It Make podcast, Holly? Besides podcast.
0: You guys, our listeners, are going to learn a little bit more about us. If you subscribe to our YouTube channel, you can uh, find us on YouTube at What Difference Does It Make podcast. And you can see lots of fun stuff. You'll see some of the outtakes uh, from this interview with Midge Truby, as well as many of the others that we've done in the past. So subscribe
2: yes like subscribe give us a review i think we took care of business here let's get into our talk with midge truby the author of rock doesn't roll on an empty stomach
0: hi i'm maria shriver behind the scenes in hollywood and tonight we're going to show you how the stars keep from starving when they're on the road this woman's job is making sure that stars like donna summer billy joel and kenny rogers get a little taste of home cooking when they're on those long nationwide tours her name is Mitch Truby, and she's not your typical caterer. Her Florida-based operation called Personal Touch is really a kitchen on wheels. Hey. Hi, Mitch. Good
1: morning, good morning. How are you?
2: Good We're great. Morning. How are
1: you? I'm fine, thank you. It's morning there, <laughs> afternoon here, so there you go. All
2: right. And you are? are you in Florida?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Always
2: and forever, huh?
1: Always and forever. My son's, you're in L.A., right? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. my son's in L.A. My son is in L.A., so I I know the three-hour difference. That's why I said, you're (laughs) morning there, I know. (laughs) How did you all hear about me? I I was curious (laughs) about that.
2: I was looking at uh, books that came out recently. You are on a bestseller list, so congratulations on that.
1: Thank you. I (laughs) was surprised. A lot of fun. had a good time with it. Your book is a perfect
0: fit for our, our podcast. and Your stories are great. And I'm curious from you, if you set out with the intent to write a cookbook or a memoir?
1: A memoir more than anything yeah. else, you know, like the yeah. stories. And then a friend of mine said, you're missing the boat if you don't put your recipes in there. Because I was in the business for 30 years of cooking and catering. And I said, you'd be crazy if you didn't do that. And then my daughter was saying, mom, you have all these recipes on little pieces of paper, little pieces of paper everywhere. And she's, you know, like, particularly the family recipes, I want them all together, please. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I thought, well, you know, perfect idea. So that's why I did like family and friends, you know, recipes in there more than anything else, you know, and uh, ones that, you know, some of the simple ones that I used when I was on the road. And then when I was also in business. You know, so they won't challenge you, but they're quick and easy. And yeah. I had it's a girl perfect. I had a girlfriend that said to me, she says, Who wants anything challenging or long or hard now? Quick and easy is just as important and I I I hadn't thought of that and she's right, you know, so
0: if, there's, if I'm looking at a recipe and if there is one, I'm not, I'm not a cook, I'm not a good cook, I make the simplest of foods, but if I'm looking at a recipe and there's one ingredient or one item that I don't understand or don't know what it is, I go right past the recipe.
1: One that if it's more than six or seven items, I usually <laughs> pass it up because you know. I mean, I'm I I just have to do quick. I like I like quick and easy. You know, the kiss effect. You know, keep it simple, stupid, and that that was always me. The quicker, the better. You know, you want to be with your friends anyway if you're entertaining. You want to be with your friends. You don't want to be in the kitchen cooking. I know a lot of people enjoy doing that. I was not one. I would rather sit and visit and have a few cocktails with my friends or whatever and, and uh, uh, not be in the kitchen. So there you go. It obviously worked for you. Yes, it did. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Trial by fire, I, I guess, when you when you first got started. It, it, I, I love just the, your kind of origin story in a way and that, yeah. uh, you know. You, you found an opening what a, what an amazing time to, uh, to like you tell the story of I guess you were a volunteer somewhere and you kind of fell it I, w-
1: I was working for the junior league here in St Petersburg I was you know married with two young children and doing volunteer work and and you know enjoying life and there was a uh, uh, a lecture series. Here at the local college was uh, the Free Institutions Forum and it was with with Eckerd College. And um, so they said uh, uh, they're bringing in all these speakers and they bring the speakers into the college, you know, like for for speak engagements. And then they did it for this for also for the city, you know, so I was asked to be co-chair of that. And I thought, well, that would be pretty cool to do. Was thrilled to find out that it was Sylvia Porter. And back in the day, back in the 70s, if you picked up a newspaper, which, of course, you didn't have cell phones, you didn't have you didn't have internet or anything else, but, you know, like the top 10 women in the country, Sylvia Porter was always on it. And she is an economist extraordinaire. When she started, she couldn't even, when she started, she even went by a male's name because women were not supposed to know anything about wow. economics. So, um, but anyway, when she came in, When she came in, I was in charge of taking care of her and had the most fun. It was the best week I think I've ever spent just, but, you know, we had a, had such a good time. And uh, uh, she said to me on the way back to the airport, she says, this has just been the greatest week. She Uh says, nobody's ever taken care of me like you have. I said, but you're in the top 10 women. You're like, you know, You're, you're like a God as far as it goes, you know, nationally, you know, for, for women. And she says, my dear, we're usually given a, a map, keys to the car and our per diem. And that's, we're on our own. And I was like, wow, you know, that just didn't sound right to me. I said, well, you know, and I thought, well, how do you know where to go or what to do? Or, you know, uh, where, where do you eat? How do you know where you really want to stay? You know, it was very different back in those days. So uh, I, I decided I was going to research and just see, you know, like what happened. And I went to two concert halls here, one in St. Pete and one in, in Tampa. That's all I had on my mind, you know, was the fact of, you know, what do what do visiting people do when they come to town? And I went to some of the hotels and of course they, they had they didn't even really have concierge at that point. They had, you know, like somebody at the hotel that would help. But, but not like to the extent it was today. And I researched it for six months, printed up a little brochure, and then six weeks later I had my first contract. I about fell over. <laughs> so it was it was it was very quick. It was quick and, and uh uh it just kept growing and it just it never stopped growing. It just kept going. It was a you lot was,
2: of fun. Well, yeah, I would I would imagine so <laughs>
1: But you're not you were not you it, it
0: kind of developed into cooking I mean you were a full service and then you went with the cooking but you were not necessarily a chef by by oh
1: yeah, oh, yeah. no I'm a housewife cook from the get-go my mom my mom was a great cook my mother-in-law was my grandmother was um, come from a large family you know to cook for 20 to 30 people was normal on a holiday I and mean, that was just normal normal family time And I threw that in at the last minute because I'm thinking, well, if you're Elvis Presley, um, you know, you come to St. Pete to do a concert. Where do you eat? Well, you can't go out to dinner. And then when I talked to the hotels, the hotels had these big suites, you know, with full kitchens. They have gorgeous kitchens in these suites. The concert halls don't have anything. So when I talked to the concert halls, they said, well, okay, so you're Elvis Presley and and you're entertaining at Bayfront Center. How do you get your food? in a styrofoam container, and it's left on the edge of the stage. Now, we all know what styrofoam containers are because we've been through the pandemic. But imagine having the the, the command that Elvis Presley had, and your food is delivered in a styrofoam container and just left there for you to eat. I mean, that's pretty disgusting. I thought, oh, well, that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, if they want me to cook, I'm sure I can go to the their hotel. I can cook for them there. That's private. I don't have a problem with that. And that's what got picked out first was, you know, you know, that I would cook for them. And I was, I was shocked to say the least. I am, I am certainly not the best home cook ever. I wouldn't put myself in that category, but I can hold my own in the kitchen and I know how to <laughs> smile and say, okay, well, I have recipe books, you know, so, you know, so that was, that was, uh, I was just surprised that that got picked out. And that was the first thing. And then right away, it went on in with Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. I did a whole bunch of other things for those guys right away, which, you know, vacations and everything else that was supposed to be involved to begin with. And that was within the first year. So it moved. It moved real quick. Real <laughs> well, you
2: quick. endeared yourself to these people very quickly. It seemed like uh, Supertramp uh, help helping you out. <laughs> it, those were some crazy yeah. stories. <laughs> like, you're, you know, as you build up your business, you're like, can you tell a little bit about that that Super Tramp story? Like early on, on what what happened?
1: Within the first year that I was in business, they asked me to go ahead and go down to to do a show in Miami, and then to come back up and do the St. Pete show. And this was after they had done the one show here in St. Pete, and they they were coming back around. So I said, well, sure. Well, I didn't, you know, get a motor home, throw my stuff in there. That's the first time I really went out of town. Of course, the motor home that I got, wouldn't you know it? It blew its engine coming up the Florida Turnpike. I knew early on that you, you go the same route. Everybody goes the same route. Truckers, uh, the crew buses, everybody goes the same way in case something breaks down. Well, thank goodness. Right behind me, I, I'm on a CB going, ah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at the side of the road. Well, That's Roger.
2: so 70s. You're on a CB yeah. radio. I love that.
1: Yeah, good old CB. My my handle was Chuck Wagon. Believe it or not, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it Chuck Wagon's <laughs> at the side of the road. Go help mom. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, he uh, had his driver stop. He was in a motorhome.
2: This is Roger. And, uh, Roger Hodgson.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my God! You know, I'm so glad you stopped." And and you know, he says, "Well, I'm sitting here waiting for you." And I said, "Well, no, you're. But you're the star of the show." He says, "Show's not going to go on if you're not cooking." So I'm not leaving <laughs> you. So you know. And I would. He made morning thunder tea. Never had, had that before. I believe in it. It works. And uh, we sat there drinking morning thunder tea, waiting for the people to come. You know, the, to fix the motorhome, and to come on into St. Pete. Which of course we were late, which is never a good thing to ever be late. But the promoter was okay with it, just because Roger was with me, and I guess that's why he knew I better, you know, that he he stayed all the way with me until St. Pete, and my sister was already here in St. Pete. She put the coffee pot on, and I had everything else with me coming up from Miami. So, you know, it it, the day went fine. You know, we just got off to a little bit of a late start, but Roger saved the day, that's for sure.
0: You have some great stories and the the relationships the friendships that you developed we feel like it couldn't happen today.
1: It's hard because security is so much harder. And they do all these meet and greets where like the entertainers are so controlled, okay? Mm-hmm. As an example like Kenny Rogers, even there with the smaller concerts, you have the meet and greet, you have the formal pictures. Um, journey was the same way when when they were in town and the guys were like their publicists going you have to go here you have to go there and they go but no 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 we want to talk to bitch we need to catch up no, no 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 you 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 know this is part of the gig you have to do mm-hmm. you know so you're you're visiting now like yeah, you know, like kind of in between and you really can't just walk back there or say any more like oh yeah well you know uh you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be here. Well, I've always talked my way in. I don't know how, but I have, (laughs) I guess y'all can tell I talk. So, you know, but the security at the back door, you know, if I say pass this note to so-and-so that I'm here and, and right away, you know, they, they come and let me in, which is phenomenal after 40 some odd years for people to do that just it just blows my mind, you know, and I'm very thankful for that. Very thankful for that. Yeah. Journey, journey. uh, I've done that with them. And of course with Kenny, and to see him quite a bit, so that was wonderful.
2: Back to Supertramp, was that kind of like an aha moment of like, oh, I, you know, Roger thinks kind of you kind of took on this mom role and like, oh, oh yeah, oh, I am a part of this entourage now. This is, I am part right. of this tour, so yeah.
1: Yeah, because I said to him, I said, you know, like, well, I, I said, you're the important one. You have to sleep. He, he says, I have all day to sleep. He says, the guys need you to eat so I can get on stage. And I really hadn't thought of it that way. I really hadn't. And that's very true. And then like with Emerson, Lake and Palmer, when I did that wedding, that's the first wedding I ever did. And I had (laughs) less than 12 hours to put it together. And I wound up being in the wedding business for almost 30 years of the business. And that was the first one talk about trial by fire. Oh my gosh. You know, that was crazy. That was just crazy. I'm surprised. I even pulled that one off, you know, myself when I look back on it, but I did.
2: Well, Thankfully, you had help from your family members. You had siblings, oh. and and you dress them up. So talk a what? little
1: bit. <laughs> and this is my hometown. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I I, I certainly was able to. Um, I I knew who to call. Let's say that, and I'm very thankful that everybody rallied. You know, when I when I would call, they helped. The thing that I noticed this morning on my on my Facebook page, that's happening now because so much is going on with the book. I have. Managers that work with each other, you know, like 40 years ago, they're all talking on the Facebook page. Hey, how you doing? I mm-hmm. Haven't seen you. One was in Philadelphia. The other one's here in St. Pete. Um, uh, uh, brides and grooms that, you know, that I did their wedding so many years ago. Yeah. Everybody's talking amongst each other. And that's just so cool to see. I mean, I, I just am thrilled to death that that camaraderie and that friendship. Of them working so hard so many years ago, they still have real good memories with each other. So that's that's a big bonus and a big plus for me right now. Yeah,
0: I'm curious. You mentioned your your family or your sisters. Did they continue yes. to
1: work work with you for the whole time? My sister Alice was on the first show I ever did, and Alice was with me at the last. I mean, she was she was there at the when I closed the business down at the, at the banquet that I had, yes, was there from day one, all the way through, I would say to her, she did flower deliveries, She did concerts. She did caterings, anything that I needed her to do. Um, she was, she was there. She was always so supportive, you know, and looking back, she says, well, I just ordered the book so I can read it. And I'm laughing. I said, you (laughs) lived it. What what I like what you all are doing, like the, um, like music is just so important, you know, music, um, it excites us, it soothes us, it uh, rallies us, it makes us cry, it makes us happy. You know, as you all know, with concerts and then they are going to be coming back. But when you see thousands and thousands of people keeping time and moving in rhythm to what's going on on stage, oh my goodness, <laughs> it's it's wonderful. I mean, I wish the whole world could be like that all the time. Yeah. Maybe they'll figure it out that. It will be at some point. Well, tell
2: us about your first concert experience, like as a fan, not working. What, uh, where'd you go? What'd you do?
1: The first concert I ever saw, I was in high school, and I saw the Mamas and Papas with um, my first husband. We were high school sweethearts, and here in St. Pete, saw the Mamas and Papas in concert. That was the. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. And then years later, um, her sister. Her sister was with Graham Nash at a concert down in Sarasota. Her sister looked just like Mama Cass. So, you know, it's all interconnected. That's, right. yeah. that's, that's what's, that's what everything's so thrilling, you know?
2: Yeah. I was about to say, did you ever get to meet Michelle Phillips or? or, uh, or no. No? no. No. How about Wilson Phillips ever, ever work them? No, 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 <laughs>
1: no. 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 No?
2: I was trying to tie it all together. Okay, my first show know. and then like and then I, I then I served them mashed potatoes. And, you
1: know. Yeah, but no, but you know what? The, the the thing that's the 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 music like I say ties us all together one way or another because of, of the things that we like where there's the the different genres and everything and and so many of the bands you know like know each other. You know, it's not like band A and band B and they never talk to each other or even on the tours with the tours the tours crisscross and and the crews we we would leave messages for one another and so forth all the time and that was always a lot of fun too i I think people think that you know like everything's maybe disjointed and not together and that's not that's not true
2: learning a little bit about our favorite chef to the rock stars mitch truby she's got a book rock doesn't roll on an empty stomach uh we're gonna perhaps eat a little something have a little morsel and uh and we'll be right back
0: Welcome back to the "What Difference Does It Make" podcast, and our guest Midge Truby. Now,
2: when I first read about Gorgeous George, I immediately thought of Gorgeous George the wrestler, but this is someone different. This is Gorgeous George the musician. Tell us a little bit about who this person is.
1: Yeah, well, he he actually was uh, he was Marvin Gaye's person behind the scenes. And George was with the Isley brothers for years. I did track him down. The book has made me track him down, which was wonderful. Mm-hmm. I found his son. I found his son in Atlanta. And I said, where's your father? He says, he's floating around. I said, what do you mean you don't know where <laughs> your dad is? Around. You know, <laughs> and uh, gorgeous George and I have talked and it's just, it just was so cool because, because I, I met him and he believed in what I was doing. He passed me on to the Commodores. And then years later, uh, Marvin Gaye came in and they said, now the guy in the dressing room, he's like really, you know, he's, he's very persnickety. And, and <laughs> we just want to let you know, you know, don't, don't, you know, don't be put off when you go in there. And I said, Oh, okay. Well, what's his name? Well, his, his name is, is Mr. Odell. And I said, you mean gorgeous George Oh, <laughs> oh, no, you can't call him that. He's Mr. O'Dell now. I said, oh, okay. So I went <laughs> to went the dressing room, my usual clutsy self, and when I said, I hear there's a gorgeous George in here. Where is he? And and he had his back to me, and this man whirled around was going to say something I know that probably wasn't very kind, <laughs> and, and saw it was me, and we started laughing, and the biggest hug ever. It was like a, a true reunion. It was great. It was great. And then, of course, Marvin... Marvin died shortly thereafter so which was sad and then I lost track of George because of the memories I had I wanted to find him and and I did you know so and again like you said because of the internet you know (laughs) found his son you know same last name but you know just you know I don't really keep up with my dad well you should Mm -hmm. you know
0: (laughs) But maybe he will. Maybe you'll have that, too, on your on your record, a a reunion of
1: family. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Matter of fact, I I thought about calling him last week and last week got away from me, but I will be I'll call George this week for sure. Because He just is just a great guy. And I and I know he's doing something in music right now, but I don't know exactly what. It's, in, it's when it gets in your blood, it doesn't come out. Yeah. It's like what you all are doing now and talking to all the, all the different people and, and loving the music. You're, you're going to always have that. It's always going to be the curiosity. You're going to want to know what's going on behind the scenes, how, how people work, what, what, you know, how do they do things? And it, it's just a, a thirst that you just keep wanting to know. It's like getting sand in your shoes. Florida <laughs> the, sand. There's you know? a Florida. Yeah. Out. That's a Florida <laughs> reference. Yes, it is. <laughs> were, well, you have, you have Santa Monica out yes, there and yes, Venice we, Beach and so forth. So. Yes,
2: we do. Were you documenting these things as you were going along, or is this all from memory? I mean, it was pre-internet, so no – I mean, you have some great photos in there, but were you writing down certain things like, oh, my God, I, I'll never remember this. I want to, you know, like keep in a diary.
1: There was no time. Yeah. You know, I, like, again, you know, I was putting in, like, 18-hour work days, you know, like usually, like, seven days a week. I had one day off, it was, I was fortunate when we were on tour. And um, uh, yeah it's just strictly really from, from memory. I've had some of my employees have reminded me of stories since the book has come out that I had forgotten. Some I had wish I had forgotten that I had <laughs> yeah, yeah, just there was there was no time. I even had a cousin say to me, "Oh, you must have kept a journal and I said, "Oh my gosh, no. Yeah. you know no, 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 no time, no time. And my and my children remembered a lot too, you know. Um, I've talked a lot, of course, with them. We we sometimes have different viewpoints. They were children; I was the adult. And even after the book came out, my my son said to me, "He says, Mom, there's some stuff in there that I didn't know about." And I said, "Well, you were just a little boy, yeah, you know." So it's a big difference, you know.
0: Some of the 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 stories which I found really <laughs> really interesting and things that you forget. I mean, we grew up, you know, we we lived the '70s, but uh, your story about going to the supermarkets and having to have a check cashing card.
1: Oh yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: And carrying cash and not wanting to carry so much cash. I thought, wow, that was a, you know, who would think about that now?
1: You yeah. Know? Yeah. I had a money belt. I had a money belt that I would wear and, and make sure that my t-shirt went over the money belt. You had to do it. And I had those little stupid cards. Well, they're like the CBS card or the, you know, carry your little card and you get an extra discount. You know, those little funny things that really now you don't even have those because everything's still on your phone now, you know, (laughs) and they would not let you even cash a check at the grocery stores then. Yeah. You know, uh, so you had to to pay in cash or you had to have a special check cashing card so that you could (laughs) use your checks, which meant I didn't have to carry so much cash, which I was happy not to have to carry so much cash because I was always paid in cash at the concerts. You know, if you're on the road for any length of time, that becomes pretty hefty. Uh, In the truck that I traveled in, I had a safe built into the floor, you know, covered by carpet that the money would go into the safe. Right. even my crew that was there didn't know that it was there. Now they know. <laughs> <laughs> they know now but uh, uh, this, the safe was the safe was there in the truck under the
2: floor. yeah well it was documented actually there you had a Maria, Maria Shriver did a little piece on you. that was great because it saw you yeah. dashing into the the supermarket. It was like supermarket sweepstakes. you're throwing everything in there <laughs> like you know yeah. ten, ten, 10 different shopping carts all rolling out there.
1: Yeah, is that 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 was was a typical
2: day, right? I mean, that's yes, yeah, yeah,
1: every day, and then just come back and cook like crazy, you know, the rest of the day. And the difference of it was is the fact that say like if I'm if I'm cooking for you, and uh, say maybe you you had wanted or you thought in the pre-advance that you wanted to have strawberry shortcake for dinner, or you wanted uh, use the old dreaded deli tray. And after two days of deli trays, you go, God, I just don't want deli tray anymore. Hey, bitch, can I I have tuna fish or egg salad or can we do something else different tomorrow? Absolutely. Because I'd be going to the store that morning. Just don't buy deli meat or anything like that. Buy the other and just come back and make it for them. And, and, And that was always a nice thing to be able to do, and they appreciated that. That's how I made my business, really. The was personal it, touch. Yeah. So, was,
2: yes. yeah, you didn't keep a diary, but you must have kept like some sort of cookbook, like, okay, or just like, okay, today I'm getting X, Y, and Z. Tomorrow it'll be, you know, something different. Did you have like, was it mapped out like this is what we're, this is ideally, this is what I want to do on a daily basis or, yeah. you know, Basically mix it up? You have,
1: you have like, like you say, ideally. Because when you're when you're on tour, they hire you because you have a budget. And whether it's even on tour or whether just here, you know, like like a single concert, this is what we want for breakfast. This is what we want for dinner. This is what we want for lunch. This is what's in the dressing rooms. This is what we want afterwards. You know, how much is this going to cost? Okay, so you put the price figure to it, and then you know, you know, pretty much have to stick to that. So you have the you have the confines of the money you are being given to spend. And if I wanted, say like if the guy said, really, we we really want to have steak tonight. You know, I would have to go to the promoter or the person in charge or the uh, manager to say, hey, you know, will you give me extra money because the guys want steak and it's just not, you know, in the regular budget. And I would get a yay or a nay. Most times I got a yay. You know, it was all right. You know, like lobsters, you know, we're in Maine. You know, you, you, you cook regionally. I did carry a few basic cookbooks with me. But I like to cook regionally.
3: Yeah,
1: so it's like great. when Maine, you know, do the Maine lobster thing you know in the south or whatever you know like do uh do southern cooking if you're like in tennessee or alabama texas you had to do barbecue you know in in california it was always like a tex mex i know that sounds yeah, silly no, now no, you know right. because but it, but it then in in the day that was what people thought of you know california and in chicago you'd have to do steaks or, or beef you no know. yeah
2: yeah <laughs> did you get ever get a curveball like Oh, hold on a second! I need truffles, and you know, like where am I going to find? What, what was the? Cur- what was your? There must have been an artist who like threw you something, like challenged you.
1: Um, Rush always liked uh, certain wines. Okay, when when they were here in Florida, and I and Is I. Just the
2: band Rush you're talking Florida. about?
1: Yes, the rush, And the wines that they liked were just not the normal wines. The, the wines, they're Canadian. And you're talking years ago. Now I could walk into a wine store now and get them, but not then. I used to have to go to Lakeland, which is like an hour and a half from St. Pete, or at least a good hour. Well, it would have been an hour and a half back then. It's less now. But, you know, like to, to go to a special wine connoisseur place to get. To get their wine and then the vegetarians you know if they wanted um, uh, special juices or uh, uh, things along that line I mean vegetarians were usually just thrown carrot sticks or celery sticks and I mean and I knew the difference So that's, again, made me very popular with the people that, you know, were, were strict vegetarians and super tramp was a vegetarian and, and they said, man, we're just so glad, you know, people are giving us celery sticks and carrot sticks for dinner. Well, that's not going to work. That doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't fly. Mother's finest was another one that were were vegetarians. And, and uh, again, it's, it's a whole different ballgame now because people understand what vegetarians are. The one curve ball that I, that I always love to talk about is just the fact that um, uh, Kenny Rogers is no, uh, it was no secret with, with the crew. He loved pizza. He loved pizza. So I was so excited. We were in Portland, Maine and that gone down to the docks and I'd gotten lobsters and, <laughs> and was so excited about cooking lobsters. And, and uh, he and his wife came in with their entourage. And I said, Oh, I got lobsters tonight. He says, Oh, you know, I talked with Marianne and she says, I don't want lobster in my. We'll do pizza. I said, Pizza instead of lobster? He says, Yeah. He says, You know, we'll just go for pizza. Well, the guys were thrilled because there were extra lobsters. Yeah. You know, through in the van. Extra you know, lobsters. They were, they were thrilled, you know. Or, and, uh, one time we were in Macon and I had uh, I had the grill out and we were doing steaks on the grill, and they came in and he says, "No," he says, "You know," he says, "He says I forgot to call you today," and which he had his guys call, let me know the, how many guests he was going to have for dinner, and um, so he says I forgot to call you and I said, "Oh, it's not a problem. Grocery store is right around the corner. Barbecue grill is still, you know, the coals are hot. We have I've got plenty of baked potatoes, I've got plenty of salad, plenty of dessert." I said I'll just run around you know, run next door, pick up some steaks. And I said, you know, it'll be ready like, and in, in, you know, within the hour. And he says, Oh no, that's too much trouble. I said, Oh no, sir, it's not. You're the boss. You know, <laughs> not a problem at all. And uh, he says, no, we'll do, we'll do pizza. I said, well, that's actually more of a problem. He says, why is that? I said, well, because of the time frame right now, I said, you know, like order pizza, you know, like how am I, it's not so bad getting out. But how am I going to get in when thousands and thousands of people are trying to get into this this, this concert hall? Mm-hmm. I said, it's, it's getting back. It's going to be a real pain. I don't, I don't know how that's going to work. He says, I'll figure that out. He says, not to worry about it. He's calling order the pizza. I said, okay. Next thing I know, and, and it wouldn't be done today, but I had two uh, 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 state police come. Uh, They said we're to escort you to the pizza hut. And I I said, Oh, really? And they said, Yeah, in the backseat of the squad car, I went with the cage and everything. I've never been in the backseat of a police car in my life. And uh, uh, sirens (laughs) racing down the interstate to pizza hut. And the manager goes, oh, you weren't kidding, were you? And I said, no. I said, I told you I was coming. And I said, well, make this quick. I said, because this doesn't look good for your business to have the squad car out front with the light going like this, you know. And uh, I got the pizza. And, of course, the crowd's going to open up. All the cars going into the arena, they opened right up to let us back in. And so Kenny figured it out. (laughs) People wouldn't do that today. Back then you could, but not today.
0: Okay, can I ask you a question? Can we go back to Rush for one? <laughs> yes, <laughs> for yeah, one? yeah, yeah. Dave knew I was going to do that. Was there a favorite? Just so I, I, have a, I live amongst Rush heads. Is there a favorite meal? A favorite? Do they have any preferences aside from
1: special wines? Primarily fresh, you know, like fresh, um, particularly with the veg, you know, with vegetables and things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they like seafood, you no know, more than anything else. You know, and, and and a lot of the a lot of the guys with being in Florida, that was always a big request.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, was
1: seafood. So you know, primarily that and their and and their wines. You know their wines, and they were ahead of their time in wanting like silver silver service chafing dishes. You know things like you know like this is back when a silver chafing dish. You know of course you had to go rent it and stuff, and 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 that was all right, but it, it, it just wasn't done. They were they were always upscale. They were always upscale. And nice.
2: Guy. This was in their riders. This was required. This was oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, definitely. So that's
2: something you had to do every, I mean, for every tour, you're looking through this writer of like, okay, yeah. they need ABC. Correct.
1: Thank and you and for don't, course. don't overlook anything. You better know it, <laughs> you know?
2: Were you, okay. So I, let's touch on that. Did you ever, was there something that you missed once? And then like got uh got the, the third degree on that? Never. No. You're good. No.
0: Uh, thank you. Speaking of writers, thank you for confirming the Brown m M&M m story it's funny yeah
1: yeah thanks yeah
0: everyone knows it but we don't we only know it because we've heard it now i know it from a source right
1: well and the thing too that that um uh and david lee told me this himself but he said you know like with the writers you expect everybody to 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 read them they're supposed to know they said it's not so much that is well and he did say "We, we do it because we can and they were they were at the top of the heap they could ask for anything and they should have, you know, and, 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 and get it. There's no two ways about it. But he said, like, when you're putting, when you're putting a guy in the ceiling to do the rigging, you know, like to get all your wires up there to hang all this equipment and so forth, we want to make sure that these promoters are reading these writers. So we threw the catch ball at the end saying no Brown M and M's. Well, <laughs> guess what? If we walked in and we saw that, you know, the Brown M and M's were not out we would think, well, what else is not right? Yeah. What else did they not do that they should have They should have done? And I thought that that was a real common sense approach. It was, you know, and uh, I love that band. That That's one of my most favorite, favorite bands ever. Ever, ever, ever. And they weren't the bad boys of rock and roll. Everybody always said they were, but they were always very good to me. So, yeah, big fans of theirs, yep.
0: They were so respectful of you when you asked them not to trash the the dressing room.
1: Yes. I had bets on that night. Did I did. You? I had, we had bets that night. The crew was saying they're, they're not going to be able, they're not going to be able to resist this. I said, Oh yeah, no, they promised me they wouldn't. And uh, I remember when we all went running in after they left, I made money that night. We had $5 bets going. So I was glad I won. <laughs> Thank goodness. Thank goodness. You know, so yeah, we always found our, our fun on the side, but they never, they never did trash my dressing rooms and that, that comes back to, I think, not putting their table in front of the urinal. I, I, I believe that with all my heart. You know, it's like, no, I'm not doing that. You know, that's gross and disgusting, so I wouldn't do it. So uh.
0: that's how that happened,
1: really and truly. So, you know. You respected what?
0: them, and, and they they gave you their respect in return.
1: Well, you know, Holly, it's, to me, it's it's anything with people. You know, it's like people want to be treated as people, no matter what you are or what you do. I think that, you know, um, I was always raised, you know, you, you treat people like, you know, you want to be treated. And just because they might make a gazillion dollars, uh, they didn't always make a gazillion dollars. They are people. And a couple of my employees, particularly this past year, come they said, you know, we never forgot. You always said, remember, they put their pants on the same way that we do every day. You know, one leg at a time you know be polite if everybody can have a bad day but if you're you're polite yes sir no sir you know i don't care what they ask you just smile and then you come to me if it's a problem come to me just go yes and come to me and i'll figure it out and and that was that is really what we did yeah so and we figured it out so
2: yeah there was uh, actually one of my one of the best photos in there is Lionel Richie acknowledging you uh, because he had, uh, apparently he, he got some barbecue and he was very happy about that. And That's, Can you tell, t- touch on that, uh, what happened there and on stage?
1: They had eaten a lot that night, which I had gotten barbecue from the best barbecue place here in town at the time, you know. They're from you, t- you t- Tuskegee, Alabama, media.
2: so they love yeah. their bab- barbecue.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um guys had asked you know like well how about barbecue I said oh no problem because there was the, this famous and the, and the guy the big Tim now is long deceased and his business is not there anymore and but I think very kindly of him um, and they had brought the barbecue down and and it was so wonderful and the guys just freaked out it was just really really good and they ate and ate and ate and then they literally from the from the table they they where they were sitting they just laid on the floor <laughs> and they said, how are we going to entertain tonight? And, and I'm looking at these guys all on the floor. And <laughs> they said, we, you know, they had to get in their costumes. I mean, you know, their, their skin tight costumes and everything. They said, we never do this, but we just couldn't, we couldn't help ourselves. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, you know, it was, it was all, I mean, they waited to the last minute to get dressed and then their, their show Commodore's high energy high high energy show and they did it and 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 it was here in Saint Pete where I was able to the backstage area was was elevated and I could stand there and watch the show and not be in anybody's way and it was great and and uh uh he came around and yeah did the bow and I was like yeah, you know, like you're saying with cameras, all we had is little brownies. Yeah. The pictures that are in the book were just little, my, from my little stupid camera. I mean, you know, we didn't have high tech stuff. Yeah. You know, and uh, that's why a lot of times I didn't pull it out. So it was like, you know, everybody comes with these big fancy cameras. And I had this little bitty brownie or something, you know. a or... Kodak Instamatic. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's exactly what it was. <laughs>
2: But there, and there was one particular song that that Kenny, uh, that uh, Lionel sang to you. What was what was it? Or look, he was I looking he was at you. He
0: acknowledged you. Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: I. It's in the book. I know. It's In the book, it's, it's in the book. And right <laughs> now, I can't think I'll of tell the you, title. It, it was
1: three times a lady. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Three times. <laughs> three
2: times a lady.
1: Once, twice, <laughs> three times a lady. Yeah. <laughs> I just that that was a big thrill. That was a big thrill. I I think I was like in shock. You know, even with the, that, and I just happened to catch him, and that's like one of my. Yeah. That is one of my favorite that's, ones because that's just not done. You know. Yeah, that's
2: very so, nice.
0: I, I could be done with my career if, if Lionel Richie <laughs> saying that to me.
2: He was just starting up back then.
0: Me.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was just starting. He was just starting um, then. And, um, you know, and, and when, when you know, so. Yeah, things things change for all of us. Things change. You never know where you guys are gonna wind up. I, we didn't we didn't
2: see ourselves doing this.
1: I think this is this is where we wound up. <laughs> no, well hey, that's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you're a lot younger than me. You got a long ways to go yet.
2: Uh, a
0: yeah. long ways to go. It's nice of you to say, but it's not... <laughs> uh, <laughs> All
2: right. The uniforms survive. You have any any of those left over? What did it look like?
1: Oh, you mean my personal touch shirt? Is it green that you're wearing? Yes. green. Okay, that was my color. It was a Kelly green with a white print. It had personal touch on the front, and then names—you know—then our names on the back. <laughs> and uh, which, is,
2: which is a brilliant you know, touch, you know. So yeah. everyone knows everyone's name. That's great.
1: Right. I picked green. Even the uh, the 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 print of my brochure and everything, I wanted it green, and all the printers kept saying, "Oh, everything's in black and black and red." green is a special run. I said, well, I want to do green. I don't want to do the same old black and red. I don't want to do that. And uh, they said, Oh, okay. And, and then my husband said, well, why do you want to do green? I said, well, because green's the color of money and that's to remind me that I'm in business, you know, like to make money, you know, which that was always (laughs) a joke, but it it wasn't a joke. It was true. Nevertheless, you know, you, you, you follow your passion. If you take care of your customers, the money will, money will come. It's like what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Well, you take care of your people first and everything else will fall into line. That was always my philosophy.
2: I guess you learned that from the your economist uh, author friend who got you started.
1: <laughs> you know, she and I stayed, we, we stayed friends till the day she died. I have letters from her and I was able to call her and talk with her and even tell her how thankful I was that conversation that we had going back to the airport, how it started my business she just said she was just thrilled to think that she had, you know, like been, been part of it. And I just loved her to death, you know, so it was, it was a good friendship. That's
2: nice. Yeah. It was good to have a female friend. As I noticed in the yeah. book, it seemed like you were always saying, I'm feeding my men, I'm feeding my men. There weren't, you mentioned Crystal Gale, but it didn't seem like, were there, a when, what was the percentage of men to women? And did that ever switch up Did uh, ever increase? No. or it was always no, the,
1: all the, the crews, all the crews at the time were men, always the men. Only females, uh, only men. Yeah. Um, the, uh, uh, the girls that were on the road were like the singers, you know, the backup singers or the entertainers themselves. Like you say, Crystal Gale. Oh my goodness. I mean, I'm still friends with her. It was their 50th wedding anniversary yesterday. Oh, nice. She and Bill married 50 years yesterday and, uh, uh, we sent messages back and forth to each other even yesterday, which is just such a thrill, (laughs) you know, to me to have known them, you know, that long. And, um, uh, uh, so the, the, the women, you know, that were, you know, that were, were there were the, you know, were the entertainers or the singers, you know, themselves. And, and of course now, you know, and I know, I know this from um, going, um, being backstage with, with Journey recently. And of course, Billy Joel, and um, it was the fact that, that there are women on these crews, you know, they're stagehands, you know, there's lots of women mm. back there now. And, and, and there wasn't, there wasn't then at all.
2: Uh, before we do let you go, this this is probably going to air Fourth of July weekend. So I'm going to plan a feast on Fourth of July weekend. What should I be? What should I plan out? Give me some ideas.
1: Fourth of July has always been hamburgers and hot dogs. If you don't do hamburgers and hot dogs, then you've got to do ribs and you've got to do chicken. But then you definitely have to have potato salad. You have, to have- you have to have baked beans. You have to have watermelon. There's no two ways about it. Um, <laughs> strawberry shortcake, you know, with blueberries in there. I mean, that's that's a must. Plenty of iced tea. Get some fresh, get some fresh uh, mint, you know, so that you can have mint in your iced tea. For the beer drinkers, you got to have beer. But I know that wine is much more popular now. So wine coolers or something like that, you know. But but enjoy. Make it simple. Have fun. And. Wave your flags. <laughs> and enjoy the fireworks. Enjoy the fireworks. Yeah, all right. Well, Holly, anything else you
2: before we say goodbye? Yeah.
0: Okay. I did want to mention <laughs> something, which which was the running theme, I think, from the beginning of the book. I really appreciated how you had flowers on all the tables.
1: Yes. Thank you.
0: I think that's a beautiful, a really nice touch. And we don't think, you know, that much of it now, but I'm sure then, you know, it's a just a special personal
1: pretty much well that's why the, the red and white tablecloth you know that's on the front of the book i always had the red and white check mm-hmm. and so um then you know like with the flowers you know with it and of course at these shows people are always throwing flowers up on stage well the guys would just hand them to me and then of course i would cut them down and put them in vases you know and that's i mean that just wound up you know, being standard fare, you know, give all the give all the flowers to mom, you know, anybody throwing up, you know, stuffed animals, whatever give them to mom, she'll take them home to her kids, which I did, you know, my kids always knew, you know, stuff was coming, they never knew what it was, of course, I never knew what it was either, you know, so <laughs> come to think of it, when I was backstage with Billy Joel having dinner with uh, my, my friend Boomer, I don't remember seeing flowers on the table. And that was just before the pandemic when Bill came through here. And uh, so, but it, but it's again, it's just something that was that was added, and it was it was fun. It was fun. I enjoyed that. Nice touch. That's why I opened up a flower shop. I guess you know, so I love flowers.
2: Gone from fans, and also you had another source to get the flowers, as I remember.
1: Yes well might as well i mean <laughs> I might, it's in the books so they're going to know that the, the the son of the funeral home director had no idea this was going on because he was just a little boy and he sent me a text the other day he says i ordered your book i said well you're gonna you're, you're gonna learn something in there that you're gonna be very surprised because when i talk about my aunt and i talk about the 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 gentleman that owned the funeral home i said that's your father and uh Uh, he hasn't written me back yet and I know he will, Mm -hmm. but, uh, my aunt was in the garden club and she knew everything about flowers. And so when I started this, I said, I have to have flowers. I, I, I I know the look I want and I I need flowers. And I said, but I don't have any money. And she says, well, I know so-and-so with this funeral home. And he says, well, I'll, I'll make a call to him. So called him and he says, oh, we always have flowers left over. You know, Mm -hmm. she can come pick these up. That's not a problem. This is before people did anything to the hospitals or for shelters or anything like that. I mean, we didn't have any of that then. You know, it just wasn't done. So I would go over and and pick up um, leftover funeral arrangements. Yes, they were. Brought them home, recut the flowers, put them in vases, and that's how it first started. And granted, if the men knew that now, and of course they will because it's in the book, they'd be super grossed out. You know, I mean, you know, whoa, that's so bad. But that was just a short period of time, too, because after that, it's just like I said, I, I opened my own florist and had my own flowers and everything. But that's how that got going. And the, and the response was so good. I knew I just had to I had to continue doing it. And when I was on the road, I always, always got flowers from, you know, the grocery store that I was at or saved them from the night before, you know, when people threw them up on stage. So, yeah, that's how it got that's started. It's wonderful
2: turning lemons into lemonade. Might as well exactly. we got these.
1: I have that. Yeah. I have that pillow in my living room. I love <laughs> that phrase. I do. I've lived with that forever. Yeah, when 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 given lemons, make lemonade. You bet. Very
2: Definitely. good. Yeah, that's the way you've lived your life. So that, that was wonderful. The, this book is really uh, truly wonderful. Uh, Rock doesn't roll on an empty stomach. And uh, thank you, Midge Truby. Thank you so much for for being with us this was what well, such thank a, you a for spa. asking just, me yeah
1: thank you for asking me this is really exciting for me and i appreciate the appreciate the offer and thank you so much for uh uh spending your time with me i look forward to i am going to be following you from now on out I've, I've seen the other two that you've done you know since i've just yeah met you guys i've seen two of them and i and i really enjoy them so i will be watching all right i'll be watching i look forward to see who else you have uh who else you interview too in the future me too (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you very much i appreciate it
2: so that was kind of cool there was a a talk about my second favorite topic which is food do you enjoy that holly Yeah, what's your first favorite topic? Well, of course, our podcast. uh, My first favorite topic is podcasting about music. So food and music, how can you go wrong?
0: What more is there in life? That was really a lot of fun. I I love Midge.
2: (laughs) Yes, the book is called Rock Doesn't Roll on an Empty Stomach. And we recommend you pick up that book. It's also a cookbook.
0: And if you're like me, you like recipes that have simple ingredients and not too many steps. And there are quite a few of those in the book. So uh, that's another big plus.
2: As Mitch says, keep it simple, stupid. So that's what we do here at What Difference Does It Make. We try and keep it simple, stupid.
0: (laughs) So you should simply follow us on social media. Just uh, look for WDDIM Podcast and uh, check us out and find out. Find out more about
2: us. Yes, I'm curious as to see what Holly will post on YouTube because things that sometimes don't make it onto the podcast manage to make it onto our YouTube page. Mm -hmm. So uh, follow and subscribe, like and subscribe on YouTube. Just do a search for what difference does it make and you will find us. Until next week, this is Dave. This is Holly. Check you later. Over
0: and out.